Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. You know that there's just a big dick on your front door. <laughs> well, I mean, he's taking it one step further. He's not, he's not just doing the classic graffiti dick. He's just writing out the words penis man. Penis man. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a lame superhero. <laughs> It's a penis, man. It's just like what? What's a body part I have? I have a penis, and I'm a man. I'm penis man, and my and then my sidekick is vagina woman. I too am ready. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn, and I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. You know, Jimmy. I know that we like to riff a little bit in the beginning of our episodes and, and ease our audience into our first story, but I think it's really more important that today we get to the point. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right, everybody. We're going to be talking about pointless knives. Yeah. What's the point with these knives? <laughs> It's pretty ridiculous. Oh, these knives are quite literally pointless. They are pointless. Uh, There's a British company. uh, So we're we're going based off of, uh, I guess, the the Independent or the Insider as sponsored from the Independent that is looking into a knife company out of the UK called Viner's. And they produce knives, kitchen knives, just like any other, with a massive aesthetic uh, alteration. <laughs> they just yep. cut, they cut the damn points off. They, they, they're circumcised knives. Yeah. They snip the tip. Yeah, totally pointless. And they say you're welcome. Uh, they are literally pointless. They are literally pointless. Uh, so what is the point, Tim? Well, I, I think it's because... People are using kitchen knives as a method to enforce uh, physical power over others in order to burglarize them. I think British people are just clumsy. They've been inbreeding for too long on that damn island of theirs, and they're just tripping (laughs) too often in the kitchen and stabbing themselves. I think that that actually is more likely. They want to ensure that no child is going to haphazardly come across a knife which has uh, a vicious and violent point in which they will accidentally stab themselves, uh, thus killing them and leading to moral decay and you know yada yada yada. Eventually, uh, too many people are going to commit crimes with these pointless knives. And then they're going to have to ban those, and then you're only going to be able to buy butter knives in England. Won't that be grand? Oh, oh God. Can you imagine trying to cut a tomato with a butter knife? Oh, it'd fucking suck, dude. That would really fucking suck. But beside that, like these knives would kind of suck. Uh, they obviously are not going to be too good at flaying anything. Yep. Um, because you, you can't, like, you can't do the, the, base insertion in which you need to actually like start that cut um not to mention i I mean hey they're easier to sharpen there's a plus right hey Mm. skip straight to the silver lining there you go easier to sharpen sharpen. (laughs) but this is obviously a call to making these knives less uh martially pertinent you 
don't want people to stab others with the tools that you are providing to your consumers. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. There's so many tools that could be used dangerously. You could use a fucking hammer to hurt somebody. It's a fucking blunt force weapon. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, we can't have hammers anymore. We can only have rubber mallets. Too many hammer things. Oh, you could decide that too many people die in car accidents or pedestrians get killed if a car is driving over 25 miles per hour. Oh, now we put these restrictions on your cars. Cars legally can't, uh, aren't able to accelerate over 25 miles per hour. I mean, I'm not trying to pull the slippery slope effect kind of thing, but it just, to me, it just, it's just so fucking silly. I mean, dude, no, you're, you're right. I totally agree. It's kind of funny how this conversation is making me think of guns. the exact same conversation that I was having in college with the guy with the rib. You remember that? Oh, yeah, the, the rib guy. You're the rib hey, guy? Hey, dude, just yeah, look, count um, your ribs, dog. Check, count your yeah, fucking ribs. That's right. Check out uh, one of our previous episodes in which I admit to making a fool of myself in college because I don't know fucking anatomy. Uh, in this same fucking conversation we were discussing gun control and i was claiming you know because i was on the side of uh um you know i was i was anti-gun control at the time it was like oh no you know everybody should be able to do whatever because you're not going to be able to stop it anyway you know people are going to right. use illegally uh, obtain rock, them regardless you know like how many how many rocks ultimately equal an assault rifle right <laughs> a lot of rocks you need a lot of rocks that's the answer yeah uh, it, it always makes me think of that argument whenever people discuss um, the evolution of humans and how a group of humans is able to overtake a tiger, something that has evolved to be a killing machine, an apex predator. Yeah, <laughs> and how as long as we band together and we have enough rocks and or pointy sticks, and we throw enough chumps at it, <laughs> Yeah, we'll eventually be able to tire the tiger out to the point that somebody can get in and stab it in the butthole with a pointy stick. Once the tiger gets tired of eating humans' <laughs> hands and feet and becomes engorged and sleepy, you can murder it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to sacrifice a few in order to feed the rest. Yep. That is if you want to eat cat meat. I don't know. I'm yeah. not really one for eating I'm gonna, cats. I'm going to pass. I've never tried it, but I've heard it's good. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those things that calls to you out of necessity. There's yeah. this tiger slash panther slash saber tooth lynx amalgamation with a dragon fucking tail that has been plaguing our village and thus we must kill it in the only way we know how, throwing people at it until it gets bored. Yeah. And maybe that's the same thing here. I don't think that having a pointless knife is going to stop people from committing acts of violence. But what was the argument Much, you had with your, your roommate? Uh, it wasn't my roommate. It was Oh, the person with the ribs thing in the college. Yeah, yeah, it was person person of the ribs thing. Uh, and I think it was more just like I, I just wanted to argue. You oh, know, like, okay. Uh, we, we've been over this before. Um, everybody that's listened to the podcast in the past knows I'm a – I'm a bit of a, a mental pugilist. Uh, I have to fight whenever one arises. I'll even pick the side that I am faithlessly. With. Yeah, I, I will. I will faithlessly side with in order to fight. Yeah. Um, you just like throwing arguments major character at people. Flaw. <laughs> oh, what? You What'd you say? Like, I said you just like throwing arguments at people. 
I just like throwing arguments at people, even though they're shitty arguments. I know they're not good, but I do it anyways. <laughs> Don't be me. Don't be me. <laughs> learn from his mistakes. Yeah, learn from these mistakes. It's not smart. Don't be me. Resist uh. the temptation to fight. I know it might sound like it's fun. You know, your brain, your little reptile brain is like, go on, throw the first mental punch. Just do it. You know you can beat them. Beat them over the head with your superior intellect, knowledge, and facts. You know reasoning and things. You, you I took are, one philosophy class. I took one philosophy class. I took I, I took one philosophy class, unless you count every single class I took in my liberal arts education as a philosophy class. Nice. <laughs> Which a lot of it was. I would say probably 90% of it was some kind of ideal based something or another. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, um, I, as far as gun control goes, I really like the Eddie Izzard quote where he says guns don't kill people, but they sure as fuck help. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Pointless knives don't kill people, but they they are effective in the kitchen. (laughs) They could. I mean, instead of having someone stab you, it's going to be hacking at you. I mean, yeah, it's still dangerous. I guess if you got that big one right there, we we got a picture of one. It's like a chef's knife, and then um, I think it's called the ginsu, where you have like the little indentations on the side so that whatever it is you're cutting is going to slide off. I I have no idea, but I'm just going to say, yep. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to come up with like a pointless claymore. It's just <laughs> all claymores are pointless. <laughs> a big old executioner sword. Yeah, executioner like, swords are pointless, aren't they? Yeah, they don't have a point on them. Yeah, they're they're, they're pointless. <laughs> yeah, because you, you're you're swinging. God, you're just swinging that shit. Like yeah. they, you're not right, you're, you're not stabbing you're somebody heads. at the yeah. chopping block. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if uh, you know you're in like some kind of medieval wasteland? And the guy is walking up to the chopping block. He's ready to be executed. He knows he's been found guilty. And he's just like, all right, here we go. And the guy's like, do you have any last words? It's like, no. He puts his head down. And then instead of hacking his head off, he just ends up like stabbing him with the blunt end of that executioner oh. sword. And he's just like, oh, God. He's like, yeah, well, that's what I chose to do this time. Well, that's what you get. <laughs> you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta die that way. <laughs> God, that would what fucking if somebody hurt. did the same thing with this knife? They just like Poke. filed off the edge so that it's sharp, and they're like stabbing you with a chisel. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so I mean, it's basically like like prison rules. We're making shanks now out of these fucking uh, uh, cutlery knives. Yeah, and I feel like that's exactly what you'd have to do. You'd have to not only restrict the use of regular knives or you know get everybody on board with the idea of making pointless knives Actually, but you'd also have to prevent people from buying angle grinders that's true but uh so i don't, I don't know if our listeners know about this so we actually we stocked stocked we talked about a story a while back uh that actually was about uh knife crime committed in london uh specifically by the youth where um the youth when they would uh, get off the bus going home there was a ridiculous number. I can't remember what number it, what it was, but way too many number of kids that were getting stabbed walking home from school. And uh, so in that story, we it, it had a picture of the knives that were used in these knife crimes. And p- most people probably don't realize this, but uh, pocket knives 
in England don't have a lock feature. So anyone yeah, that owns a, a pocket knife in the United States knows that you know you flip it out and it clicks, and it's, you're going to have your pocket knife in knife form until you know you press your little button and you put it back and fold it. But I guess there, because there's been so much knife crime in the UK, they decided that no longer are pocket knives allowed to stay locked open because uh, make it a lot harder to stab somebody if your knife bends whenever you try to stab them. And so I feel like this is quite literally the snowballing effect or whatever, you, the avalanche or like whatever you want to think of, of where uh, people have been using cutlery knives because obviously you know, your cutlery knives in your kitchen have a fixed blade because it would be a pain in the ass to cut fucking vegetables if that weren't the case. And so now, and so uh, now the laws that have your little floppy folding pocket knives hasn't working. So now they're trying to take the next step and have these pointless knives. Yeah. When does it end? Uh, Oh, I don't think that it ever really does. And at a certain point you're just, you're neutering your society from being able to complete tasks effectively with certain tools. Yeah. Uh, especially when you, you know, you brought up the, uh, you know, using a hammer, uh, thing. Right. I was like blunt objects in particular, like, uh, impact tools. Like those things are really fucking dangerous if yep. you use them as a weapon. Uh, but you can't restrict their use because they're necessary for society. To yeah, you, you can't have a society function unless people are able to do those types Hammer of hammers and fucking nails. It, well, I mean, generally, I mean, like, of course, our society is not what it was, you know, two hundred years ago. Whenever you actually needed a hammer and nails to build a house, um, today it's a little bit different. But even so, there are tools that are relegated in in uh, in construction. Uh, and in other careers that are very dangerous when used in weapon form. In fact, um, later on in the article, it actually mentions that uh, the Offensive Weapons Act of 2019, which was implemented as a response to the 285 fatalities Mm -hmm. in the last 12 months alone, Mm -hmm. uh, prevented people from buying single knives, single kitchen knives. (laughs) Right. So, in so you had to buy a set. So let's say one of your knives set. broke. You had you had four, eight, whatever many number knives in your yeah. set. One of your knives broke. You wanted to buy one replacement knife. No, uh, sorry, you're gonna have to buy the whole set again. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. It's it's pretty ridiculous, and I I know that this has probably been said before, but. As far as like knives are concerned, as as a, as a weapon, like the best defense against a knife is a good pair of running shoes. Yeah, like don't fight somebody you can when they have knives. a knife in you their can't hand. Like, and if you've been cornered, like why the hell are you in some dark alleyway in which you can't get away? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, uh, surely it can't just be like people that are running around just like ha ha tag you're it stab. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, I highly doubt that's the case. Yeah, that, that can't be it. No, the, the worst game of tag ever. It's being played yeah. in England right now, and it's being played with kitchen knives. Yeah, too many English kids watch uh, Clockwork Orange or something like that. <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very silly. I mean, obviously, 
I don't know. It it's just I, I mean it's I, ridiculous. I I don't have an I don't have an answer for this, but I, I feel like this is silly. This is not the answer. Whatever like, the answer is, this is not it. Reducing the efficiency of tools is not the way to do it. Like improper use of those tools, eh, improper use. I mean, that's relative, right? You know what I mean? Uh, like yeah. I mean it's it's a cutting <laughs> implement, right? Like what if what if in the United States like they they found out the velocity at which uh bullets penetrate skin and then they limited like the feet per second of bullets in the United States based on that Perfect. of like oh all right bullets they can only go 300 feet per second that's it everybody's walking around with like tactical pellet rifles <laughs> yeah <laughs> Bonk. that's it like ow that really hurt yeah just wear like a good set of safety goggles and you're good to go yeah (laughs) i don't know you might want to keep your mouth shut too (laughs) yeah fucking hurt knock a tooth out yeah it's this isn't the way to go this isn't the way to to prevent violent crime this is this is some uh some government intervention where there probably ought not to be it's probably the uh kitchen knife monopolies of like yes Yes, now people will have to buy full sets every time instead of being able just to buy yeah. one knife. We'll become filthy rich. <laughs> yeah, we, you got like fucking like reptilians in your in the in the government that are just like, oh, like what, how are we going to best, uh, you know, in, increase the rate in which we are going to conquer the world via pointless knife? I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, Jesus. So silly, man. Silver linings? Uh, The silver lining is that I never plan to go to England, so I never have to deal with the stupid shit. That's true. That's right. We live in America where all kinds of random shit's legal. Yeah. I mean, hell, you could do pretty much anything in America. If you wanted... To not only have points on your knives, but have swords (laughs) in which you can use (laughs) to fight your ex-wife in a custody. (laughs) You can do it. That's fair game. That's fair game here. No no holds bars. You can do whatever the fuck you want. That's right. We're going over to Harlan, Iowa. Harlan? There's a Harlan, Iowa? Harlan. Harlan. Harlan, Harlan, Iowa. Harlan, Iowa. Uh, we got a guy who is in the middle of a custody battle, apparently, yep. and he demands trial by combat. I demand satisfaction. Isn't that great? Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> oh, it, it's even more good if you watch the video. He's like, yeah, I watched uh, Game of Thrones and I read the books and I read that was a thing in there and I want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't say anywhere in the Constitution I can't do it. <laughs> we have yeah. an outlawed trial by combat. I want to do it. Let me do, do it. it. I want to fight my ex-wife for custody of my children. I'm not crazy. I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to do it. Let me do it. Yeah, let me do it. And then the judge is like, ah. Uh, all right, you know, it, you, you know that that is the most convincing case I've ever heard out of the mouth of a non-professional. I am going to accept that trial by combat request. We are going to send a summons to your ex-wife 
and we're getting this show on the road. And he immediately like takes off like whatever fucking wig he's wearing. I don't know if people wear wigs anymore. Do people ever wear powdered wigs? Let's imagine he's wearing a powdered wig and he takes his powdered wig off and he puts on a crown and he like marches over to the pits. (laughs) You know, he's got the pits right next to the fucking courthouse. (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, and he wanted Japanese samurai swords. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me retract that. He takes off his powdered wig and he puts on his kabuto or whatever kind of – he puts on his little like headband. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it, whatever they're fucking wearing. And he, he walks over to the dojo? Sure. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Over the dojo. And, uh, and then this guy rolls up and he's got his fucking katana and he's ready to like – cut some bits Mm -hmm. does the wife just like come in and she's just like you know what i was summoned i'm all about this i'm i'm gonna cut you goddamn legs off or something i don't know (laughs) i mean i think that was the plan well like what does she do does she does she fight it (laughs) so um i'm not even certain of whether or not he actually wanted to do a trial by combat i from what i've gathered from the article itself is that he was frustrated with the legal case that was being presented by his ex-wife, and he, I think he felt that the uh, the the lawyer that was working for her was being outrageous in what uh, they were demanding as far as the custody of their uh, children, and so he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, if you're gonna say this like crazy fucking bullshit, this is my proposal. How about a trial by combat? How's that sound? <laughs> you know, yeah. let's make this even." <laughs> He needed to rend their souls from their bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Those are his words. Those are his words. That's what he said. That's the only way, really, to get you know fair treatment in the the current legal system. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, He says that the judge had the power to let the parties resolve our disputes on the field of battle legally. (laughs) That trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. There you go. Man, that is great. That is great. Oh, man. Who do you think would win? Uh, I I haven't seen pictures of his uh, ex-wife, so I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. She could be fit fit AF. I I really don't know. Yeah, like he's just like – he's totally like barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. Like why why in the world would you try to – would you try to pick a fight with somebody who's jacked like your wife is, man? Right. I'm trying to save you from yourself. Why do you want to use katanas when you can see that she's agile AF? Why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I like katanas. I've always been kind of a weeaboo or something oh, like that. I spent a lot of time <laughs> in pawn shops. I got quite the assortment. Yeah, there's a bunch of really shitty, shitty steals that adorn my room. Yeah, no matter which pawn shop you go into, they always have the same three set of katanas. You got the long katana, the middle-sized katana, and the little short katana on the little stand. <laughs> always. It's like a shitty little like black lacquer stand that they all go on. Yep. yep. Oh, man. Sometimes they got the black wire wrap handle. Sometimes they got the red. I want to have a set of each. What's wrong with that? I want the red one. And then when we fight, I want the long one. (laughs) It's like, no, that's not fair. Your wife gets to choose first because that's trial by combat rules. Damn it. 
<laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, see, I'm trying to save you from yourself. <laughs> you don't know stop what you're getting yourself, yourself into. <laughs> yeah, stop hitting yourself, man. I'm trying to help you out. Help you this out. judge is just like, man, I want to take this Kabuto off, but you know, you you put it on my head. You did this. <laughs> you did this. I'm a servant. <laughs> yeah. I'm a public servant. I'm trying to serve you, <laughs> the citizen. You want a trial by combat? I'm giving you trial by combat. <laughs> I'm telling you it's not in your best interest. <laughs> yeah. Take my legal advice. I'm a judge giving you legal advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't fight that monster of an ex-wife you have. She is jacked. Kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of <laughs> do you a favor, man. Yeah. You do not want any part of this. You don't want it. You don't want it. How about we just like watch your kids fight it out? Kiddos, yeah. come in here. Come in here. <laughs> well, what do they do? The thing I've I've heard of the uh, I've heard I don't I, I've never like if let's say um, some people are fighting over a dog or whatever like they'll they'll bring the dog in and then whoever the dog goes to like the judge will be like all right that person's obviously the owner because you it cut went it to half. them. No, 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 not the cut in half thing. Oh, you're talking about that one of like cut it in half and whoever's actually the mother. What was that from? What's that story from? Um, uh, I want to say it was uh, Solomon who did that. Solomon in Grundy, the, the uh, supervillain? No, no, the, 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 the biblical superhero. <laughs> who? Solomon. Oh, you know, the, the king the super, or whatever. Wise, the king. Yeah, oh, yeah. Queen. Like the two, the women came and they're like, it's my baby. It's my baby. Yeah. It's my baby. And then he's like, all right, what we're going to do, I'm going to cut the baby in half and we'll give it half to each of you. And the one person was like, fine. And the person was like, no, you can let her have it. And he's like, okay, it's obviously her baby nice. because she didn't want the baby to get hurt. Yeah, it was actually a really tragic story because the first mother had like rolled over on her child in the middle of the night whenever they were sleeping together. Rule number one, don't sleep in the same bed with your newborn baby. Rule number two, do not leave a plastic grocery bag with your baby. <laughs> Rule number three, don't give your baby a katana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, what I was going to say is that, so <laughs> with the dog thing, is that the, whoever the dog runs to, obviously that's the owner. So what they should do with the custody battle is so they should go into the court, they should like blindfold the kids, bring them in there, and then they have like the mom and the dad, right? And then whoever like the kids go to, that's who they get to live with for the rest of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what if the kids are already very much sentient and aware of everything that's going on? Like they know that both of their parents are kind of idiots. You know, they've, they've gotten to the point in life where they're like, ah, well, you have more experience than me, but our intelligence level is roughly the same. You know, I, I view you both as people who could, you know, possibly care for my needs equivalently. And yet I have to choose one of you over the other. This doesn't seem to be in my benefit. You could have, in the you world, could have like a random like, like foster this. parent that's just like, all right, kid, if you want to, I got like eight other mouths to feed, but this is your third option. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> your third option. Uh, you you always have a way out. Uh, you can go right through those doors, and we have Bill from the foster home. He's waiting for you. Uh, uh, you uh, can choose to wait around a little bit longer because I think your parents are going to be involved in a trial by combat, um, regardless of whether or not you decide to go with either of them. <laughs> just, just make sure to 
eat the free popcorn, you know? You don't know where your next meal is coming from, kid. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, there's some, like, snacks on the table outside. Just just grab a couple of those. A couple big old, big old handfuls. Yeah. <laughs> I give you permission. I'm the judge. I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have unlimited power here. This is my uh, my personal kingdom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Silver lining? You got a silver lining for this one? Uh, the, you, uh, I think if the silver lining, so the, of course, barring this not being legitimate, if like duels and trial by combat still exists, that's pretty awesome. I think that's a cool thing. I think that that, as long as it's consensual, that's all that matters. I think that it, usually in these instances, especially when you're talking about like custody, custody battles between a man and a woman, that doesn't sound okay. I, I, I don't think that that's right. But like two guys that are having like a like a lot of trouble and they're like, I demand trial by combat. And, uh, you know, if this person is going to accept my trial by combat, then we're going to like duel with fucking pistols or I don't know. Pistols. <laughs> Whatever the way they see fit, I don't know. Those whatever they're going to have to be like non-lethal. Well, would it, no, 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 no. It, I, see, that's the thing. It's like if two people are consenting to it, and they're both like, "Yep, I'm willing to do this." They have to go to the courthouse together. They have to like sign a bunch of pieces of paper. It's like they're of sound mind and body. Let's fucking do this. Let's rock and roll. And then they fight each other, or whatever. That's on them. It's on them. Yeah, it's on them. That's that's the beauty of America. <laughs> America. <laughs> Except for I, I don't I don't think that trial by combat's gonna catch on. I don't think it's gonna become a thing. You don't think so? No, I'm sorry, Tim. Oh man, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun though. Uh without the guns part. Uh and and the sh- the sh- sharp swords. I don't want to do that either. Yeah. Blunted <laughs> objects for sure. How about yeah? How about, <laughs> how about like non-lethal forms of trial by combat? Oh, you what mean like pointless like, knives? Pointless <laughs> knives. You try to like stab each other with pointless <laughs> knives. Whoever stabs <laughs> the other person first wins. But I can't stab them. Oh, you have gained enlightenment. Yeah. <laughs> now you see the error of your ways. Do you still want to fight in this custody battle? Yes. Well, guess my job here is done. I uh, obviously am a horrible teacher of uh, wisdom. And uh, thanks, thanks, thanks for nothing, asshole. <laughs> Failure. Oh gosh. Um, so in the instance that they give you like pointless knives, uh, but you like maybe bring your own weapons to the party, right? I mean, like, does it have to explicitly say like you're only allowed pointless knives, or can you just like whip out a fucking grenade? Ooh. I like that. That sounds that's dangerous. Yeah, and I could just like toss a grenade at them. <laughs> yeah, just blow them up. Just blow them up. Just Come hope on, that they don't know how to run away from grenades. Yeah, man. Uh, I I think it'd be great. Uh, you know, I, little... I've played the video games. I know there's actually also a really high chance you might blow yourself up with your own grenade. It happens. Oh yeah, actually that is a possibility. Uh, you kind of gotta wait for it to explode before you run around the corner. Mm-hmm. That's that's really the thing, and that's make sure important. that there's like something in between you, unless you're just like laying flat on the ground behind like a trash can or something. Right, you gotta like make sure there's like a house between you and the grenade. Mm. And you probably should ensure that nobody's inside the house. You should make sure that it's not your house, someone else's house. You don't care somebody, about somebody else's house, some some house that you have 
legal uh, ability to, uh, you know, plausible ability. Yeah, you just destroy that fucking house. On to the next story. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about uh, an Idaho home. Who's the uh, home? Idaho. Wait, who? <laughs> Uh, which uh, government officials destroyed with grenades. Yay! Yay! Everybody wins. That's pretty great. That is pretty great. Uh, So what exactly happened here? It sounds like uh, they were ordered to evacuate the home, uh, and then when the officials got to their house, they... I guess we're in some kind of meta theater in which they were claiming that people were inside the house when people obviously weren't inside the house. And because no one was answering them, because obviously no one was inside the house, yeah. they decided to destroy the fucking house. It was Schrodinger's house, right? So, like, the fucking yeah. police were there, and they're like, come out with your hands up! And, like, no one was coming out because there was no one in there. Like, we can't confirm or deny that nobody's in the house. Come out with your hands up! And, like, no one was coming out, and they're like, fuck, man, we're just the police. We don't know what we're doing. I know what we got to do. We should call the SWAT team. Roger, Roger, Delta, Delta. We got a we got a really bad thing going on here. We need the SWAT to come to this house. There's someone in the house, and they will not come out. Even though we're yelling really loudly, they will not come out. I repeat, they will not come out. So then the SWAT team rolls up, and they're like, come on, what the hell up with the SWAT team? We mean it. We mean business, mister. We hardly ever get to use these big-ass guns and explosive devices. If you do not come out in the next five seconds, we will throw grenades in this house. And that that's that's it, it, it we're it seems like we're exaggerating, but that is literally what happened. They screamed at this empty house for God knows how long. And then they just started throwing uh, tear gas grenades in there and started peppering the house with shotgun fire, trying to just screaming at this empty house, begging that someone would come out of it. Oh, man, it's it's pretty sorry. Apparently, the only thing that was in the house, the only living thing in that in that house was her dog. Yeah. Was the dog okay? I read the story. and I didn't find anything about the dog. It doesn't I didn't read anything. Was the dog okay? So it doesn't explicitly say that the dog was injured, which, which makes, makes me think, was think the dog that, was fine, right? Well, because of because of the way that the article is is kind of like it has a, a theme that the officers were in wrongdoing here. So I would assume that they would probably if they did a bad thing, they would have brought it up. They would have mentioned the fact that yeah. they had killed a dog because that would have been a bad thing. That's the cardinal sin. Yeah, yeah. you can't do that. Not not in polite white society, right? Yeah, you, like can you can read a story about home. a bunch of like you know people dying in a foreign country, right? And like no one bats an eye. But if a dog dies, all hell yeah. breaks loose. You killed the fucking dog. Like the dog only loves. It is a pure soul, a pure, untainted, right. beautiful soul. <laughs> yeah, unlike those people. Yeah, people are different. <laughs> people are different. I've met people I don't like. Yeah, for reals. Oh, jeez. Uh, so apparently they came home to the house. Uh, uh, Sean is, that's the owner of the home, came home to the house 
with her children. Yeah. They had provided the officers keys to the home. Right. I, I assumed that they were <laughs> looking for the ex-boyfriend. That's right. Who yeah. Was, uh, on wanted on firearms charges, which is probably the reason why they had the ability to be able to legally call the SWAT team to the scene because yep. I guess that they were claiming they were concerned he was there and you know, you, you know where this is going. You obviously are aware right. of this but, kind of bullshit. Like it's the fucking SWAT man. Like yeah. unlock the fucking door, go inside, do your SWAT shit. No, man, why unlock the door when a grenade is a skeleton key? It's a skeleton key. (laughs) There is no door it cannot unlock. That's right. You just blow the door up. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, So how do you combat this? I don't know because so the um the uh blah 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 the Shaniz is trying or Shaniz I'm not quite sure how to pronounce her name is trying to you know her her fucking her house has been destroyed by these police officers and a lot of her belongings have been destroyed because they were too stupid to unlock the door and just go the fucking side and realize it was empty and so she's been trying to use the legal system to go up against these people uh, alongside the what's the IJ I think the IJ what are you talking about institute for justice yeah the institute for justice is trying yeah. to wait is that just the name of the website or is that like an actual group that's like helping her i thought it was like an actual group that was helping her it's her an organization case. and it's also the name of the website okay so it's a, it's a twofer all right so um there's something called qualified immunity i'm just going to read this giant block of text here and hopefully we can decipher it all together so uh, the reason is is, this, uh, is a controversial legal doctrine called qualified immunity, which the U.S. Supreme Court created in 1982. Under qualified immunity, a government official can only be held accountable for violating someone's constitutional rights if the violation is clearly established. That <laughs> means law enforcement officials can only be held accountable if a court has previously ruled that exactly what they did is unconstitutional thus putting them on notice that they cannot do something even if that something is clearly unreasonable, unethical, or unconstitutional. So, if a government official finds a new and unique way to violate someone's constitutional rights, there is little that can be done to hold the official accountable, which is what Shaniz is coming uh, into conflict with now, because I guess no one has ever found police officers and SWAT officers uh, in violation of the rights for destroying their property, a.k.a. their house, with peppering it with fucking shotguns and goddamn fucking tear gas grenades. Yeah. Uh, uh, Among a good many other things, I don't know why I've stumbled upon so many police brutality videos lately. I feel like this is kind of in the same vein. You would probably have just been like, uh, interacting with them too much on Facebook. So the more you interact with them, the more you get them. Oh, uh, where, where did I see that? It was probably in like a private chat somewhere. Somebody like posted a video and then I went down a rabbit hole and it was just like, uh, wow, why are, why are there so many of these things? Yeah. If you want to um, find them, you can find a lot. There's a lot. There's a yeah, lot, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I expect to find like one that you just like kind of see and repeat like a really good one where like the the police officer is just wantonly beating the hell out of a 
some little like minority teen, like yeah. some something obviously terrible. But it's just like one case after another where these police officers are, you know, in- encountering people on their worst day, you know, yep. and and, uh, and then they they end up in some type of physical altercation, which results in the police officer in these videos, right? In these videos, I don't necessarily espouse this, but it seems like the police officers are the ones that are taking it too far. Like, and and, and I know it's not necessarily equivalent, like, Oh, you know, it's like a one-on-one duel. And like this person has an opinion, that person has trial by combat and they trial by combat. And it's like, no, it's like, usually it's like one person's you hope in some kind of case of wrongdoing. And then you have the police officer, which is supposed to act as this almost robotic conduit of pure ethical justice. Robocop? Yeah. Kinda. I mean, it doesn't really work. You know, like people are imperfect. Like oh, why yeah, sure. yeah. like is there no better way to do this? Is there really no better way to do this? Oh, there is a better way. Yeah. No, that's why we're upset. Oh, yeah, uh, govern themselves. Like uh, I don't know. Like, but uh, I don't know. Not not to detract from what you're saying, but just to dive a little bit more into qualified immunity. Here's like the second part of it to explain kind of uh, what why this um, um, is really affecting Shaniz here in her situation is. But under qualified immunity, court says it doesn't matter whether a reasonable person would have thought they were acting legally. It only matters whether a court has already decided that an official who did exactly the same thing in exactly the same circumstances violated the law. If your exact case hasn't come up before, you're out of luck. Fucked. I think they mean fucked. You're fucked. You're Sorry. Fucked. Bye-bye. Yeah. You, Nobody uh, has ever found them, uh, held them accountable for the specific thing before. Bye-bye. Oh, man. That sucks. Super suck. Yeah, don't don't be an asshole. Uh, don't be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> don't be an asshole. <laughs> it, it, people have all, all kinds of different definitions for what an asshole actually is. So I suppose oh, yeah. they can just step over that line willy-nilly whenever they right. see an opportunity to do so that's yeah. going to benefit them. I don't yeah, know. as long as a court has never called whatever they're doing in that specific case an asshole move in the past, like they're good. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and for all you folks out there that are like, uh, you know, I would really like to delve into this topic of what it means to actually be a servant to the public, a police officer, one of those shining exemplars of ethically oriented justice on a day-to-day basis, risking their lives, putting themselves in harm's way for us. The common citizen. We, we would like to know too, so please send us an example. Please send us an example <laughs> because we were doing a little bit of research and we actually found oh, the most yeah. dangerous jobs in America yeah. are in fact not, not police, police officers. officers. Yeah, so I feel like what makes the police yep. officers dangerous in the, in the instances you're talking about is that they're really jumpy, right? They're like a yep. little bit too trigger happy and they're like afraid for their lives, right? Um which, you know, we all want to not die, um, right? So, uh, um, but so we, I, I had heard a statistic that I, we could not confirm or deny based on what we were finding online. So if you know the statistic, please let us know. But I had heard a statistic once that uh, being a, 
a Pizza Hut delivery driver was more dangerous than being a police officer, meaning that more pizza, like pizza delivery drivers die while you know driving around delivering pizzas than police officers die annually and we couldn't find or confirm that but while trying to confirm or deny those details we found the top 10 most dangerous jobs in the united states none of them are police officers take it away tim so we have uh, the top 10 here and i i don't want to I, I don't want to bore you guys with every single one of the top 10 but i did want to go over Please, a couple and thrall us I, I thought I Share thought your wisdom about us. A couple were pretty interesting. Uh, so number seven on this list, farmers, ranchers, and other agricultural workers. And to put this in perspective, once again, police officers were not in the top ten list. <laughs> yeah. So far okay. being a farmer is more dangerous than being a police officer. Yeah, according to FBI.gov. And the median annual annual wage for a farmer is only twenty four thousand dollars a year, just to put this in perspective. Yeah. They're fucking dying for pennies. Dying for pennies. And this is something that you see again and again. The most dangerous jobs are not well paying. These are people who are forced into these positions because they have no other option, or at least I can't think of yeah. anything. Maybe they have a death sentence. Maybe they're just like, I just want to die. I just <laughs> I want to find a, a like an occupational way to kill myself. And then they take one of these jobs. As far yeah. as police officers are concerned, according to FBI.gov, you had 55 officers that died as a result of felonious acts and 51 mm. that died in accidents in 2018 okay so that's putting everything in perspective every every other job on this list had a higher fatality rate or higher injury rate right. in general yeah so yeah I, I think when we were looking at statistics on other ones that we couldn't we didn't know whether they're good statistics or not uh, nor, usually police officers were around the the 15 of like the 15th most dangerous job yeah, so. So, somewhere around 15. So, I mean, like, it, it is still relatively dangerous, but these are some pretty large categories. Like, when you when you think farmers, ranchers, and other agricultural workers, right. that is uh, – so it, it estimates the number of workers to be 876,300. And the right. number of total yeah. fatal injuries is 257. So fatal injuries per full-time equivalent of 100,000 workers is 24.7, right? So yeah. we're we're estimating that on a per capita basis. Uh and, and the big stand out there, like Jimmy mentioned, twenty four thousand dollars is what you're dying for. Yeah. Um so as we go uh we go up on the list, we find uh folks like refuse and recyclable materials collectors, otherwise known as garbage men. Uh, we have roofers. Those are at five, yeah. Yep. Roofers are four. Aircraft pilots and flight engineers at number three. three. Number two, we have a very interesting fishers and related fishing workers. 28,000, that's what you're dying for. We have a number of workers, about yeah. 520 that were taken into account. Total number of fatal injuries were 30, so that equals 77.4. A lot of people are dying doing that job. Not many people are needed to do the job, 
but by the same token, your degree of fatality is relatively high, but not nearly as high as logging workers. You got number 50, one. That's right. That's number one. You got fifty three thousand people that are doing it. Median annual wage is forty thousand. So you're not probably, worth it. It's not worth it. You're making a decent living comparatively, but it's certainly not worth the ninety seven point six fatal Mm-mm. injuries per one hundred thousand full-time workers yeah fuck so, that shit pretty pretty likely that uh your most common fatal accidents are going to be contact with objects and equipment so most of these other uh fatalities were caused by transportation so you're basically going to mm. get in a car accident that's how you're yep. going to die when it comes to yep. logging workers you're going to get slapped in the head with a tree by or a chainsaw tree. yeah one of those Yikes. two things Fuck that. It really sucks. It seems like a really terrible way to go, especially considering that you're way out in the middle of nowhere and you're probably not going to die right away. Yeah, and I think that might be why I might have heard the statistic about the uh, the, ba, 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 the the pizza delivery drivers dying on the job is that you think th- think about it, their entire job is driving around in it's cars driving. and just driving around in a car in general is dangerous. So yeah, it could be the reason why... It's a more dangerous profession than most people would think of it as. Oh, man. Oh, nice little statistic here at the end. The rate of fatal accidents in the logging industry is 28 times higher than the all-worker rate. Nice. That's good to know. So if you're a logger, watch the fuck out. Get the fuck out of that. Get out of there. (laughs) It is no good listening to podcasts while you have a chainsaw going. It's not easy and it's not fun. Yeah, for real. Oh, man. And logging is terrifying, man. I have I have cut down so few trees in my life, but every time I've done it, it's been a, a like a, a, an on edge experience. Like I'm just like totally nervous the entire time. I have well, no, no idea. What was the biggest happen. tree you cut down? Uh, pff, like height. <laughs> like a, no, like like when you hug it around. Oh, when I when I hug it around. Like how big around was it? Oh gosh, like. I couldn't hug it around. Uh, oh, you couldn't hug it around. It was that big. Yeah, it was that big. Ooh. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that. They're big old trees. Um, Fuck that. No, I mean, I thought maybe you cut down like some little baby tree, like it was like an eight footer or something. No, I tried to cut down a, <laughs> a like a, a tree that had died, like it had been topped, and uh, I, I don't know what happened in the top of it, but it had basically rotted out from the top down. And we were going to cut it down. I was going to use it for some stuff in the shop. And <sighs> when we cut the, you know, you cut a V-notch in one side. Classic, uh, Tim. I want to cut down this tree so I could make wood with it. Pretty much. Uh, you cut a V-notch in one wood. side, but, but you don't cut all the way through it. And then you cut another into the other side so that it falls toward the notch. And we were like, oh, you know, based on the way that this tree is leaning, we're going to be able to cut the notch in the side. It's going to fall over there. So we cut it, and it wasn't really moving. We're like, why the fuck is it not moving? So we started pushing on it, right? And it's like rocking back and forth. Like it's rocking towards us. Nope, 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 nope. And we're like, okay, well, this is the time. This is the time. And we'll push really hard. And then it like doesn't quite go, and it starts coming back. Oh. And we're like, oh, man, let's push really hard again. And we push really hard, and it would, like, rock back. And we're like, eventually, we're like, you know what? I don't think we should be doing this. So we, like, walked away from it. And we're just, like, having a random conversation about five like, minutes hey, later. hey, did you watch the ball game last night? Yeah. I sure did. 
Well, we're thinking like, how do we get this down now? Like, because like it's not. I guess this tree is going to stand forever like that with a little notch in it. So we hear like this, like crack, 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 and it falls in the direction that we were standing. Holy fuck, dude! Into another tree, and we were just like, oh man, that would have been bad. Y'all could have fucking died, dude. (laughs) That would have been real bad. this story doesn't fucking matter, but I'm going to tell it anyways, Yay. as I say with most of my stories, is that I watched this video, and uh, nope, it's 100% real. I, 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 I can't verify it, but I'm just going to say that it is. And so it's this video of like this old granny, right, that's like cutting down this tree. And she's just, I mean, she's fucking ancient. She's like, you know, like hot, late 70s, like 80 years old. Should not be handing away chainsaw, but she's doing it anyway. She's like probably a good Southern granny. And um, she like chops through it, right? And then she like basically like, I just did that. Like looking back at the camera and as like the trees like coming down, it basically like snaps, right? But then once the tree falls down, it snaps, it bounces and it bounces down and then bounces over her head and lands on the other side of her. And she's just completely oblivious to it, staring at the camera, smiling. I'm like, holy fuck balls. That lady was like millimeters away from getting knocked the fuck out and murdered by that fucking tree. Wow. But she didn't, so it's fun to watch. Fate smiled upon her that day. Yeah, and she's just so oblivious to all of it happening around her. It's just like, holy fuck. Because because she's just like... She's just used to risking her life on a daily basis. It doesn't even matter anymore. I've wanted to die for the last 10 years. My husband died 20 years ago, and I haven't had good dick since. <laughs> That's probably exactly what she was thinking. She's like, man, I wish this tree would just like smack me right in the face like all those poor loggers out there. Yeah. Sad day. We got to... Do we have a silver lining for the police blowing I, up this um, person? The silver head? lining is that even though they these police fucks have this uh, qualified immunity because no one's gone after them for this specific thing before, the uh, she's still fighting it. Um, she's you know going up against the system, and I hope much like uh, the case of the Canadian woman that went up to the Canadian Supreme Court and fought it and won. Uh, to win her rights of not holding the escalator handrail. I hope that Shaniz here is, you know, keeps fighting it, keeps going up, climbing up that ladder, uh, takes it to the Supreme Court, and uh, establishes a case where it is no longer uh, allowed, there's no longer a qualified immunity for police officers to pepper your fucking home with shotguns and uh, throw fucking uh, tear gas grenades in there because I really would hate for that to happen to me. Yeah, well, what about that one Super Bowl commercial where that guy's, like, creepily staring down that lady and the other guy, like, puts his hand on the guy's chest and he's like, nah, dude, like, don't do that. We need to have some more cops like that where we have a SWAT guy that's running up to the house and he's about to throw a fucking grenade in the window and then we have another SWAT guy that's like, nah, man, like, think about it for a second. Don't do that. You're definitely out of bounds here. Yeah, it would be nice. Good guy cop. One day. Need some good guy cops. Be a good guy cop. If you're listening to this and you're a cop, be a good guy cop. Yeah, be be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 be shitty. And if you are a good guy cop and you happen to be over fifty five, don't 
vote to kick out a 15-year-old <laughs> in your HOA. Don't be a dick like that. <laughs> Who's the fucking snitch? Where's the snitch at? Yeah. I don't care if you're over 55. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, man. Shifting to the next story. We're going to Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about a young Bruce Wayne here. Yeah. Is his name? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Colin Fuck. Playball. His family died. His parents died weeks apart from one another. Yeah. That's obviously the sad part of the story, but it gets sadder. Mm-hmm. And he received, well, let's see, Passmore. Uh, so Melody Passmore is Claybaugh's grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she received an HOA letter from her community in Prescott that gave her family a deadline of June to find other accommodations for the 15-year-old. Yeah, so obviously, so the 15-year-old, his parents are dead. They're they're no longer with us. And so he went to go live with his grandparents as what happens with, you know, many kiddos when their parents die. That That's the next step. You go live with the grandparents. But these grandparents happen to live in a 55-plus community. And so the HOA, being the kind people that they were, send, sent them a very nicely typed letter saying, get that fucking kid out of here. This is a 55-plus community. You can't have that little snot-nosed brat living here. You're ruining the community. How is that any, how is that any shade of legal? I don't understand. It, well, it's illegal for him to be there because the 55-plus community, a little snot-nosed fucking brat. Wait, could, wh- why couldn't the 15-year-old just be like, fuck you, I'm staying? No, what he should have done is just like start living a double life and started wearing a... Put it white in his hair and walking around with a cane. Wouldn't it be great if he just found another 15-year-old and then they could, like, stand on each other's shoulders? I don't know. Why. The 15-year-old is tall enough. Wait, the two 15-year-olds, they stand on each other's shoulders and they, they wear, like, a trench coat. Yeah. To try to see yeah. And then they, like, put on, like, a fake beard. Like, oh, I'm an adult. Yeah, but then I remember he was 15 and not 8. So he's, yeah, exactly. He's 15, so he's already, like, man height at this point. So it was this like freakishly tall, you know, ten foot tall fucking giant. Like I'm old like you. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, Let don't, me don't live do that. Here. Don't, don't don't do that. You're just gonna be more of an eyesore. That's probably the reason why they wanted to kick him out in the first place. They're like, you're creeping everybody in this community out. Get, get the fuck out, you you and your buddy who are making ten foot tall trench coat man. That's creepy. I'm one of you. <laughs> I too like prune juice. Yeah, what if, what if he is just like trying to unsubtly assimilate into this <laughs> into this culture and, and he's like, "Ah, look, look, I'm so old. I love prune juice and walking around with a cane." And the, the old people are just like, "Dude, fuck you. Like, what, like why are you doing here? That's appropriation." Like, we understand that your parents just died, but, like, why are you pulling all this weird shit? Like, you're being really weird about all this. Ah, uh, my hip. <laughs> yeah, my hip. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's going to rain soon. I can feel it in my joints. <laughs> I need to get, <laughs> get it Get the replaced. fuck out of here, kid. <laughs> hey, anyone want to play dominoes? No, we don't. We do not like dominoes. Stop asking us. <laughs> Oh man, I I feel the need to like make a bunch of like racist jokes, uh, but I like I I can't even do that even if I'm pretending to be uh, 
Yeah, even please if I'm don't. Pretending please to be an old don't. person. Like, Stop it. Don't even know. I, I got I to shut do, it down. I'm going to edit as, them all out. As I'm always reminded, like every time I go and visit some of my older family members, they're like, yeah. oh, well, that's the way it was back in my day. We used to You're say like, yeah, like back this, in your day. It's not your day anymore, old man. Say this Stop shit. it. It's like, hey, let's see how much horrendous shit that I can bring up and make you flinch. Like, <laughs> like are you triggered? Are you triggered, little snowflake? I, I think mm? that's what they're trying to get at. Like, are I, you I not even... triggered by my horribly racist joke that I realize is wrong, but at the same time I'm not offended by because it was totally normal and I heard way worse shit when I was growing up? Hmm? Are you triggered? I don't even no? think it's like, I don't think they're even trying to establish. Let me uh, tell you another normalcy. one then. They're just like they want to shock you. They just want to. They just want to be like, oh, like look how different things were. Like how much things have changed. Like look at the novelty of the things that I'm saying. It's important. Mm. It's important. You ever Whatever seen I'm a saying. lawn jockey? You know what a lawn jockey is, young lad? Hmm. What's a lawn jockey? It's like these really racist lawn ornaments that used to be a big thing back in the day. That is just basically um, like a. It's like a little lawn ornament of like a black person, but like overcharacterized, like big red lips and stuff like that. But it was like a totally like socially accepted thing of like, look at my little racist little statue in my front yard. Isn't it nice to have these lawn ornaments? And I don't understand how it was ever socially acceptable. Oh, Jimmy, you mean originally a welcoming symbol to guests and providing those on horseback with a practical and novel hitching post. Later statues eventually became only decorative and not well suited for hitching a horse, often favored by those wishing to invoke an old salt or equestrian ambiance. Wait, did you just find this online? You like that? Who the fuck uses these words? It's pretty great. I, I it's like, like it's I like was, it's, if it's we use NPR lots of big spin. words, it makes it no longer racist. Yeah, it, it make it sound like oh, known as a cavalier spirit. Oh wow, Jesus Christ! Jeez. Nope. Uh, Nick say uh, on the racist, eh? Man, yeah, y'all need to look this up. It, it looks like the character off of uh, the Looney Tunes. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a bad episode. You know, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the, yeah, they don't air it on TV no more, but I, I found out about it. Mm-hmm. it it's like yeah. um, it's like an Elmer Fudd, but, uh, but black and very racist. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yep, mm, That's that's a good way of putting it. Oh man, this is crazy. Oh, we heard man, you want representation on TV. Here you go. And the links just like go all over the place. Man, this is great. Yeah, man. I mean, not great. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, is, that's a sad. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Oh god. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I was just trying to think of just like random like tidbits to like bring you up about the air quotes good old days. So like. <laughs> and we had this lawn jockey. That's we don't well, have that I learned anymore. something today. Uh, we have this too. That's pretty good. Cool, I like it. So this this kid was like, I gotta get me one of them lawn jockeys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, we don't even like those. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> not our HOA doesn't allow uh, racist symbolism in the yard. Yeah, half this neighborhood is black. Why would you even bring that up? I'm ah, black. Boom. That's it. That was a 55-plus community that was black, and that little kid was being a racist piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, my best guess is that, uh, no, there was actually, like, some spiteful assholes of, like, 
I wish I could have my grandkid come and live with me at the fucking 55 plus community, but my grandkids won't even come and visit me, those little shits. You know what? I'm so mad at my grandkids. I'm going to rat out this nice family who had their fucking parents die and get them in trouble because if I can't have my grandkids, they can't have theirs. I mean, I get that, but I, I take issue with the rat them out part. Like, I, I don't think that any law is naturally ascribed. Like, we as humans are able to kind of define our reality, I mean, to a degree. Uh, so in the instance that you have an HOA or you're trying to define normalcy within a group of people that are living in close proximity to one another by – ratting out you know this 15 year old you're essentially yeah. outlawing a certain age group like how well, the they, hell is that ethically sound i don't know because that was basically what the hoa was trying to get at is they were basically saying that the hoa was trying to claim that the h that the hoa itself was going to get in trouble if they allowed this 15 year old to stay that's what the hoa was trying to claim well, that but, based on their rules and regulations they would get in trouble by letting the 15-year-old stay. Like, we're not trying to be the bad guys, but we have to do it. We don't want to. We have to. Uh, okay, I worked retail. You worked retail. We both know. You don't have. You can get your way if, if you bitch enough to the fucking management. That's right. And You and can if, get whatever you fucking want. If you can, if you can work the customer and or... Uh, you know, uh, underling employee into the position of just claiming that whatever it is you're trying to do is company policy, then it doesn't necessarily matter what it is because then you can diffuse responsibility to the policy and not necessarily the fact that you are endorsing that policy. By oh, sorry. I really want to help you. Wink, wink. I, I really would like to. It's what I want to do. But I can't. I can't. It's company policy. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's not in my hands. I, I can't do it. You know, it's it's the HOA that's telling me that you got to leave. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm a part of the fucking HOA. Like, <laughs> I <vote laughs> HOA. Yeah, they, they're totally responsible. Each independent person is responsible. We're going to get in trouble with yourself. Like, I, I, you know, you're, I would be betraying my inner conscience. I yeah. feel as though there should be no 15-year-old in our community, and I simply cannot abide this transgression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Um, but he... Uh, okay, so he must have been throwing some ridiculous parties or something. What's going on here? I, I doubt it. Well, just being a 15-year-old, just like walking a yeah. fucking dog, and then you're like, yep. oh, I don't like the fact that you can walk without a limp. Yeah, yeah literally the whole petty thing that I made up about like the, oh, the other old people being upset that their grandkids don't visit them, I That's imagine it. one of those right at the mountain, that, oh. like legitimately. Like like the kid was probably there for one week, and they're like, oh, how nice to have your grandkid there for a week. And the kid was there for two weeks. They're like, wow, that's a long time to have a grandkid visit. And then the third <laughs> week happened, right? And then the, the old fucking nosy bastards like started conversation of like, oh, we've noticed your grandkid has been over here for a while. Is he spending the entire summer with you? And then she's like, oh, no, 
I have this really sad story to tell you. His fucking parents died. Parents my died. children. One of his one of his parents was my child, and they died. So he's gonna live with us forever. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. And then as soon they got home, they're like, ring, ring, ring. Hello, HOA. I'm ratting someone out for their fucking kid living with them. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh, by the way, his parents died. But ignore that fact. They're living there permanently. I'm upset. Yeah, I think that's probably accurate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, is that envy, uh, covetousness? What, what is, what, what is that? What is that uh, term for that? Snitches get stitches. Snitches get stitches. All right. Yeah. That sounds. That sounds pretty good. Man, that is pretty sad. I yeah, it's it's fucked up. I mean, it, it's super sad. You know, the the lose both your parents in a week span. Like, I can't really imagine how I would respond to that at fifteen as a twenty seven year old. I still don't know how I'm going to deal with that when that that time eventually comes. Hopefully, it won't happen weeks apart. Uh, because that would be really awful, really really awful. And then, so to add the extra layer of having that happen and then having your grandparents kicked out of their home because of the community they live in, it's just cluster fuck of awful. <laughs> It's like the <laughs> the HOA is like, uh, you got to get the kid out of here. And then the kid turns to the grandparents. It's like, man, it's really shitty that the HOA is kicking us all out of the community. And then the grandparents are like, we're kicking kicking us out. No, 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 no. They're they're kicking <laughs> they're kicking you out. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucked, bud. I don't know where you're gonna go. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. We're in our seventies. We, 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 can't we will, we will die if we try to move again. Yeah. We, you know how much shit we've collected over our entire lives. Too- no, no, no. You, you do not understand. Oh man. Yeah, too much for us to move, man. Just, just about it. That is not even possible anymore. I don't. I don't even have a silver lining. Oh, jeez. Um, that that certain communities can maintain authoritarian sovereignty <laughs> over their communities. The little petty, little fucking shitty kingdoms. Yeah, yeah, little, little fiefdoms. Yeah, little fucking fifty-five plus fiefdoms. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I'm I'm glad that they can do whatever it is that they fucking do. They got their fucking death cults. It's like um, was it Hot Fuzz? Have you seen that movie? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's no spoilers. It's no spoilers. I'm not saying anything, but hey, look it up. Watch that movie. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, and if you don't have time, then maybe your government will fly overhead with a bunch of beer. Yeah. So as a a quench, wait, not a quench. As a wait, what's the word? As a refresher? What do you call it when you? Drink something to to the the to get the palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. Palate there we cleanser. go. There you it took go. me a second. I was like a quench thirster. I'm like, no, it's not a quench thirster. Yeah. A palate cleanser. A palate cleanser from our last awful sad story. We have an actually legitimately happy story. Yep. To give uh, to you all. And I'm I'm sorry that I said government. It was most certainly not the government that that orchestrated this. The government is the reason why this is a novel oh, story yeah. to begin with. Because Fuck the Australian government, because we Quite had Scomo being a fucking dickbag with a cactus. Yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of fires all over the place, and this yeah. particular area, which is, uh, what is the fire stricken Australian town? Where is this? There's a lot of them. Uh, Malakuta, a small coastal town in the state of Victoria. Uh, 
it was isolated uh, by the bushfire, and no beer could get into many of the local pubs. So Carlton and United Breweries uh, were made aware of the fact that none of their beer was able to get in as a result of this devastation. So they decided to fly that shit in. It's pretty cool. 800 gallons of beer was loaded into the HMAS Chules? Chules? Is that the name of the helicopter? Chules? Uh, beats me. Yeah, Chules. Let's call it Chules. Uh, and they flew that shit in. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, yeah, because, yeah, well, I mean, without having their, so the supply, with those supply lines cut off by those fires, they were unable to get many of the supplies they needed, but the uh, the uh, CEO of uh, Carlton and United Breweries was kind enough to, I'm a, I mean, I, I'm assuming they donated the beer. I'm, a, I'm pretty sure they donated the beer. They don't say they donated the beer, but I'm hoping they donated the beer. <laughs> uh, and well, uh, It says that they pledged a million Australian dollars for bushfire disaster relief. It does not say... The beer was free. That the beer was free. <laughs> so imagine like when they got to the <laughs> pub, they were like, Oh man, you got that You got that Carlton, that Carlton and United beer back. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we absolutely do. It's like, man, I'd really love a pint of it. It's like, okay, cool. That'd be five dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, I can't, I can't work the bushfires. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally understand. Uh, five dollars. Yeah, five dollars. I, I, I'm still working. <laughs> Supply and demand. We have beer. You want it? Where's your money? Yeah, we got them to fly it in. This is a unique opportunity. <laughs> yeah. We, we've cornered the market. You know what? Come to think of it, ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, don't come to think of it. <laughs> Damn. This is the only beer you're gonna get. Fuck. Why did we realize that aspect of the story after we try to present it as its own silver lining? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. Turned out we were, we were we gonna kinda, try to do we, like a little like flip flop on y'all. We're like, oh look, it's a happy story. It's like, no, nah, 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 I'm not. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, they have access to beer. It might be free. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> And the the million Australian dollars donated that that is very cool that a private yeah, that company is, yeah. would just be like yep. okay yeah let's go ahead and donate yep. like a shit ton of yep. money to bushfire disaster like, relief like hey hey we can totally donate this money we'll get it all back in beer sales shh, shh be cool man be cool we would like to donate a million dollars yeah one million dollars it's like it's a million dollars <laughs> for a beer now <laughs> yeah Every you know how much beer, beer is going to be selling for <laughs> it's the only beer in town yeah <laughs> We have we have a legal monopoly. <laughs> we have cornered the beer market. The fucking bushfire is helping us out. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh jeez, it's still going on. Uh, as of now, the uh, bushfire has killed twenty-seven people, and it seems as uh, at one stage about four thousand residents and tourists were forced to flee to nearby beaches to escape the flames of Malakuta. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's still pretty bad. Extremely bad. But they got beer now. Oh, they got beer. So, uh, yeah, there you go. It's uh, yeah. better, better um, than it was. Yeah, I, I, I would say that, you know, um, raging wildfires, no beer, really bad. Raging wildfires with beer, still really bad, but somehow slightly less bad. Right.
Yeah, I totally agree. Um, hey, if you guys have any silver linings you want to share with us, we would be more than happy to hear about them. Where can they tell us about these silver linings, Jimmy? All right. If you are interested in getting in contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at syndicempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us on the Twitter at cynicempowerme1, or you can like us on – wait, or you can – yes. Like, yes, like, like us on us. Facebook on Cynic at, at Cynic Empowerment and send us a message through there. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And if you are listening to us on any of the listening apps, the Twitter, the iTunes, the Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, etc., please like and review the show. It means a lot to us, and it helps other people find it. Yeah, find it. Help Rot. other people find it. And if you don't, I challenge you. To a duel. To a duel. And Tim, I've, I've watched Tim fight. You're going to fucking lose, dog. He's a fucking animal. But we're going to fight with pointless knives. Pointless knives. Yes. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> but we're also going to fight in the middle of a logging forest. Ooh. And this is, yeah. So you're, what you're going to do is you're going to fight in a ring of combat in the center of like a bunch of trees. And like while you're dueling, people are going to be chopping down trees yeah. and they're going to be landing on the battlefield. It's like an environmental hazard, kind of like Super Smash Brothers. If you've ever played that, you know, you, at a certain point, you have like bombs fucking dropping from the sky. You know, it's, yeah. it's basically right. that. So you got to like hip hop all and, over. And the, the bombs are going to be literal bombs being thrown by the SWAT team. They're going to be bombs from the SWAT yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> and, and exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> trip over you know, trip over. Don't trip over the bombs. You're definitely gonna die if that's the case. No dice. <laughs> no do not dice. Pasco. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, go be a police officer if you want a safer environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> Only pussies become police officers. <laughs> What are you, some pussy? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a real man, you'd be a logger like me. Yeah, real man's work. Go Chop down a, trees. Go be a fucking lumberjack. That's how you about that girl in that I knew in high school. No, no more stories. What? Okay. What, what, no more stories. This is no, you, you can, can you can cut this out. Uh, all right, fine. The, the one girl who like uh, we we took one of the MVP TI. Like it was a Meyer Myers Briggs personality inventory spinoff in yeah, which we were bit soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna be placed into a certain career path, and this girl was was taking this this. Uh, she was getting her results back, and we were all reviewing it. And some of us got some pretty good ones. Like somebody sitting next to me was like, "Oh, I got surgeon," and you know, somebody else sitting next to me was like, "Oh, I got like baker and actor." You know, like the things that are relatively interesting. And she got lumberjack, and it wasn't even like. It wasn't even like timber preparations engineer. It was like, like straight up lumberjack. It was a lumberjack. Yeah. Like that's it. That's the only thing you're good for. <laughs> Chopping wood. And she was she was kind of dumb as a box of rocks. So it was kind of sad. She was <laughs> oh like, no. Because <laughs> she was like looking at everybody like, what is what does it mean to be a lumberjack? <laughs> what does it mean to be a lumberjack? It means that you're not fit for society, so you might as well enter a career path that you're probably going to die from. Yeah, you're like looking around to see if you can find a plaid pattern. So you'd be like that. That's 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 what a lumberjack is. You wear that. What? 
I'm supposed to be a tablecloth? Yeah, it's all the time. That's what you have to wear on your body. It, it's like the flag of your people now. Jesus. <laughs> it's pretty glorious, though.